Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left's the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. So how's it going, King? I'm good, mate. Yeah? I'm really good, besides me rustling my pad as you started talking. Don't worry about that, mate. Which Don't is worry about that. super unprofessional. I'm They're very used good. to that by now, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. If you don't know him by now, that is the king, and he's uh, unprofessional. Yeah, he does what he wants. Embraces it. Does what he wants. Uh, no, yeah. but I am good. How are you? That was a really good week 13. Although, mm. not as many good week, good games early on. No, a bit slow to start. I was watching them going, these are just blowouts. There's nothing really close, apart from one game. I think you know what it was. Yeah. Some white hot action. It was white hot. Yeah. It certainly was. <laughs> Would have been my game of the week had I actually decided to pick one this week. Which, Say what? Which I didn't. What? As we said at the start, I do what I want, and I didn't want to pick one this week. Why didn't you want to pick one this Too week? Too much gossip. I actually wanted to talk about gossip, which I've aptly named the King's Corner. The King's Corner? I haven't told you that. I just came up with it myself. It, what? Okay, King's Corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to discuss some gossip with you. Get get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> Go all Kardashian. And I don't know what that is. Well, there we go. I've, I've, I've basically got three things I want to talk about with you. And all um, right, okay. Just, yeah, well, we can sit down and just, just chat. Yeah, just recline. Yeah, let's just spitball. Yeah, you actually have reclined. These are nice. On, so, on on a, on, on, if you watch YouTube, you can see the chairs I'm sitting in. It's, uh, yeah, it's really nice. Cream leather. Mm, cream roosh. leather recliner. <laughs> yeah, very alluring. Mm, very alluring. Blue. But yeah, it's only three things I wanted to talk about, which I think every one is talking about. So it's probably not news to anyone, but. <laughs> I thought we could uh, just shoot the We so. always said when we started doing this that we would never bother with news because obviously we only record once a week. Yep. And there are, I'm sure people are aware, entire channels just dedicated to 24-hour news coverage on NFL. I've heard of that. It's called like NFL Network. Some, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's like that, yeah. Yeah, so we, there's no point even trying to compete with those guys. No. Uh, but if you want to talk about some stuff, King, I guess we're far enough into the season now. It's getting, we're starting to form some narratives here. Yep. So by all means, mate, let's have a go at it. Perfect. Well, the first one is the obvious one. Is it? What's the obvious one? It's, it's Cam Newton's atrocious fashion sense. <laughs> uh, as well as him also getting benched because he didn't wear a tie. Yeah. And I actually think I would prioritise those in that order. I think he you looks, think so, yeah? he looks terrible every time. Every time he needs to sack his. This is just part of your campaign stylist. against Cam Newton. Let's it's, have it right. It's not. It's absolutely not. I, I'm torn though with this one. So he was better. For those of you who don't know, who you know have been living under the rock this week. Under uh, the rock. The rock. Ugh. Under Dwayne Johnson. You lucky people. <laughs> well, or unlucky. Or unlucky. <laughs> looks quite heavy. Yeah, you could also slip out because there's a lot of body oil used. I let's, imagine. Let's move on from the, the rock. But anyway, um, <laughs> Cam Newton was benched for the first series. Yeah. Which sounds like a long time. Upwards, long, of, upwards of seven minutes, average series length or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Not so much. It was one throw. With Derek Anderson. It was an interception. <laughs> yeah. And it led. To, luckily it only led to a field goal, so it was only three points. That's but, like the worst discipline, isn't it? Where you, oh, you sit out. Yeah. You, you've, you've done something wrong. You're going to sit out and think about what you did. Yeah. And then the oh, team wait, no, screwed. you're back in. Go, yeah. go, go and... Go and Go and uh, get the game back for us, please, mate. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure that really worked for old Riverboat Ron. No, if my view on it, so I've got a couple of views. And well, actually, let's hear them then, yeah. I am not going to side with either person. You'll be shocked I to know. I can't believe that. You're not siding against Cam Newton? I'm siding against him on some areas, but, right. but with him on others. Okay. I've made my point 
clear enough about his fashion sense. <laughs> he needs to sort that out. But that is not a football issue, so I'm not going to go into that too. Surely, much. what he wears is his own affair. You know, he's got the money; he can do what he wants, can't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Plus, with my new shaved head, I look like Joe Pesci from <laughs> Home Alone. So, I'm not going to comment on anyone's fashion sense. Mm-hmm. The no tie thing—it's a rule. Wear a tie. Where are I supposed to wear a tie? Round his neck. Apparently, yeah, oh, over, okay. apparently, or on his Thanks head. Thanks very much for that. Oh. When are they supposed to be wearing the tie? On. A, Away trips, not all, strangely, mm-hmm. but when it's specified, everyone else on that team wore a tie except him. Okay, usually he wears a bow tie, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, but he was wearing a turtleneck, so he didn't want to. You he... can't wear a tie and a turtleneck. No, he... I mean you're talking he... about sartorial elegance here, and you're going about a tie and a turtleneck. Yeah, he couldn't. Well, he, he should have just put one on. Apparently, he was <laughs> offered a tie by a teammate that he could have worn, but he didn't have a shirt, so he couldn't then wear a tie. I don't know why we're talking about this. Well, because I think it's hilarious. Right. And I just, basically, I he should have won a tie. That's okay, my stance right. on it. Do should've you agree won, with that? Yes, yeah, it's you the rules. Yeah. yeah, the rules, yeah, they're set. <laughs> but from the team's perspective, would you not just fine him? <sighs> yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, what are you going to learn by having Derek Anderson in there? What are you possibly looking to achieve? You're, no. you're playing one of your biggest rivals there in the Seattle Seahawks, and you're going to bench your one great player? Yeah, no, I agree. Or, if you're going to do it, the, the opposing side of the argument, I agree, they yeah. they should have just fined him, actually. But if you're going to do it, and it's only been one play, do it for a quarter. Like, full on. If you're going to see it through, yeah. I've no issue with them punishing him for that, because that's just stupid. He should have won a tie. But <laughs> if if you're going to take him out of the game, take him out for a, a quarter or something. Yeah. Really show him something. Don't go, oh, actually, we messed up and... This series didn't last as this punishment didn't last as long as we thought it would. We're losing. Get have, in you the game, enough, Cam. have you learned enough, Cam? <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Good. Go and play well. Thanks. But I just wondered whose side you're on. Whether you thought that the Cam Newton thing was ridiculous and he shouldn't have been punished, or so you are on the team side or Ron Rivera well, side. I think, it's, I think it's a good example of the Panthers in general this season, isn't it? You know, yeah. Complete disarray. Yeah. There's there's no real structure going on there at the moment, and something the wheels have fallen off really badly on that team. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not quite sure why. I mean, Josh Norman's not there, and he's a pain in the. He ass. is. We've both got bleeped. We've both you been bleeped that, already. In can't this. you? You can have that already, can't you? I don't know. Which bleep it? Now no one knows what you said. <laughs> um, they think it's worse. <laughs> um, yeah, Josh Norman was a pain, so surely he couldn't have been something holding the, the team together. Or maybe he was. Maybe it was those two that were just going out there, taking all the flack and being like a lightning rod for, for bad press. And then yeah. the team rallies around those those kind of... Re- uh, Renegades. Bit, rene- exactly. A bit like Odell Beckham, isn't it? You know, he gets all this controversy. But rather than the team saying, ah, oh, he shouldn't be doing it, he shouldn't be doing that, mm. they go, well, hang on a minute, this guy's pulling us through games yeah we should actually pull around him and yeah and play up to that you know well i do think it was a team based obviously there was camaraderie there but it it was based on an an ego and a you know us against the world swag yeah us against the world mentality yep and if you've only got it on one side of the ball from one player Mm -hmm. you know you've not got a flashy tight end greg olsen's not that guy Your your receivers are nobodies really you've not got that standout guy who can be an odell beckham or a brown and that eccentric or I do least, like I do like Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, I know you do, but he's not he's not well known <laughs> enough to then lead a team or play. He doesn't he doesn't carry a team by his play. Therefore, his ego does the same thing. And Devin Funches is pretty good as well. They he's, are. He's moving into that role. Yeah, 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 they are. But they're not they're not 
in the Brown and Beckham where no. they can talk as much rubbish as they want. Yeah, because they're, not, they're playing not writing those is, checks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But maybe that is a big thing for them. But it maybe I've like, just accidentally fallen onto the problem there. Is they well took done. away their lightning rod on defense? There you and, go. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, no, I mean, what do you think? Are you? Well, I agree. Actually, I think that's a really good point because I do think there's clearly the the Redskins' offense is the main driving force, but I do think that Josh Norman has has added a swag swagger to you to the defense in, in the, the defense Redskins. Now, Absolutely, yeah. I, you know, you you think about maybe Ryan Kerrigan before that, and now I'm looking yeah. at it going, well, Norman, he can make a play. And yep. he played well in London. Like I said, it was it, although he got torched by AJ Green, he 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 was always there or thereabouts. It was just, still put AJ Green under pressure. You could see he was probably the best cornerback I've seen play live. It's taken a lot of pressure off Brashad Breeland on the other side as well. Yeah, so now definitely. he's starting to play up a bit better yeah. because of Norman covering a lot of the number one receivers. Yeah, absolutely. So I do I do think that has made a difference. So I do think you've landed on that one. Ching. There you go. <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to the next one I wanted to talk about, okay. which is Earl Thomas and Gronk both out. Oh yeah, we I told you right at the start of the season, guys, that we don't like the injury gods. No, we want to see the best players playing, even if they're playing against our teams. Yep. And as much as I hate watching Gronk score against the Steelers, I don't want to play a Patriots team that haven't got him on there. No, absolutely. But I want to know who's the bigger loss. <sighs> It's got to be Gronk. You reckon? It's got to be Gronk. He's the, he's the Jenga piece, as Dave Damashek likes to say. He and I, I agree with him. Gronk is definitely the Jenga piece in New England. Whereas yep. I would, as, don't want to denigrate what Earl Thomas does in Seattle, but they're not the Legion of Boom for nothing. Yeah, and there's a legion still, of them. There's a legion. Yeah, there's more than one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look in the dictionary for legion. Yeah, L- Legi? Uh, is he a Legi? Legio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got some other people in there still that should better step up. I mean, obviously Cam Chancellor as well as a miss, and so he's in and out, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I always preferred Cam Chancellor to Earl Thomas, but you can see obviously what happens with Earl Thomas on the field every time he's playing. Yeah, uh, he's a massive loss for them. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look back at it and say, well, Earl Thomas was a big reason why not. Yeah, I, I disagree with you on the the Cam Chancellor thing, but I, I don't think... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, but I, I, I think it's it's basically pick your poison. That For, for those, those two, it's much for muchness. You've, you've yeah. got one and one A or vice versa. It's um, I, I think Cam, uh, Earl Thomas is more dynamic in on both sides of the ball to run and pass. Um, and a little bit a little bit more has has that playmaking ability where he can he can sort of create a turnover from nothing whether it's forcing a fumble or not whereas Cam Chancellor's is a bit more of a thumper yes um, so I think maybe that's that, why I like him well no I agree and I was actually going to say that maybe that sort of says something about the teams we picked to support I think yeah, San Diego is a bit more flamboyant and you know and uh, Steelers is a bit more hard nosed so maybe yeah. that's maybe that's just that coming out <laughs> but um, but when I, you look at Gronk he is in my opinion, the most devastating non-quarterback player in the league. He's just that important. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And also, you know, people are going to do say the Bennett, um, you know... Get talk, out of here with talk about Bennett, Bennett. But he has dropped off. I know Gronk's yes, back and he's... gone September. That's what I was going to say. You always make this point. You made this point at the start of the season. I was actually about to say, <laughs> you, you always talk about this. Yeah. I do think he's regressed. One thing I've noticed from Bennett, though, is he has stepped up his play from a run-blocking perspective. Which is what Gronk Brilliant. has always done. So, 
But I agree. That's not why you want Martellus Bennett there. They wanted him there as an extra catcher. They yeah. wanted their two tight end set. That's what they want. Yeah, I, I, you've, sure. I, ha- I had my opinion coming in, which is I thought L. Thomas was a bigger loss, mm-hmm. and I'm inclined to agree with you. So I'm going to sit on the fence and say they're both huge <laughs> losses, and I'm glad they're not playing. Who? Come on, look at who the Patriots have got in their ranks now. You know. Yeah, the only the it's only, not as impressive without Gronk there. He makes things happen. He does, but they've now got um, Dion Lewis is back. I do think that now they could actually be more dangerous because they'll have more running back sets, be even more dink and dunk, which I know everyone's going to love from an oh, offensive beautiful. perspective. Um, <laughs> but the other thing as well that you've got to factor in going into the playoffs because I'm pretty sure the, the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. You think, do you? Is, yeah, I think so. I'm going to go out, out on a limb and, and say that the, <laughs> the Patriots are playoff in the AFC East. It's a tight division. It, it always is. has been. But McDaniels is a special offensive coordinator, in my opinion. And they're not gonna, no one's going to have any film on them if they start. They could totally change their offense and have these you know, two running back sets where blunt out or they just play smash. They're still running the ball over everyone at the moment. And mm-hmm. that front of the Rams, although the team is a joke, the front there... Is is pretty solid to be fair. Quinn's Quinn's been a pro bowler. Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive players in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ogletree's playing reasonably well at middle linebacker since he's moved there. So then they're no slouches up front, and they were still pounding all over them. Blunt had another fantastic game, and I think that they're still going to be dangerous, and no one's going to have any film on them going into the playoffs. Where it's like. We honestly do not know what they're going to do on, on offense. It's difficult to stay awake watching that film as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> Very good point. But I think both would be huge losses for for both teams. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, you're right. Out of the two, if you want an opinion, I'd say it was Gronk. Always yep. Gronk. I did. And thank you for giving me that. What do you reckon is going to happen with him now? Because this is yet another surgery on his back. I think it's his sixth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Back L. Thomas surgery? was the one tweeting out saying he might retire, but Gronk's the one who's had the repeated injuries yeah, I think all through his, his career. I think it's his sixth back surgery and fourth since he started the NFL, because that's why he slipped into the second round, guys. Yeah. He was a first round tight end that slipped in because he just he, he was coming off back surgery, missed his final year of college. Backslip. Well, good pun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I'm taking up loads of time talking about gossip. That's fine, because we've got a no section in, uh, in the end bit before your pick, so... Let's keep talking. Yeah, perfect. The final <laughs> no one. No games today. Fi- Unless you've got a game for us, King, later then. Well, no, I can get into a bit more depth about each of the games later if you like. Okay. Let's do that. Um, the last one was Jeff Fisher and his extension. Teflon Jeff. Can I, All I've put after Jeff Fisher extension, can you read that? No, it's too far away and it's too dark. Oh, it just says, what? In, ca- <laughs> oh, okay. in capital letters. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jeff Fisher's been extended, apparently, at the start of the season. Yeah. And Les Sneed, the GM. The GM, yeah. The Fisher extension, you're going to keep hearing two years. Not the case. It's a one-year extension with a one-year team option, Mm -hmm. which the Americans Americans will understand. For those of you that are in England that may not sort of know the contract situations in America, you normally get team or player options. A player option is you can decide to extend your contract the extra year. Team option means the team decides after your one year whether it then becomes a two-year. Yeah, is that a decent enough explanation? Yeah, after the initial shock of the uh, the news breaking that Jeff Fisher had got a two year, what they said was a two year extension, I suddenly realised that I shouldn't be shocked at all by this news. This is so Rams yeah. to extend a guy who can't get a winning season, probably doesn't want a winning season, 
Not now he doesn't, no. No. If you're not going to make the playoffs, you might as well properly do badly. Well, don't say he's doing it on purpose. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying... Sa- you always think I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm just you saying... You always think there's these coaches just dive-bombing their own team. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that, but I, I Tying think... Tying players' shoes together or something. That is the best thing to happen if you're not going to make the playoffs, right? That's how the oh, draft system works. Jeez. Well, it's it's been a tough sell, the Rams going back to LA. Okay, they had a lot of fanfare, you know, they could look back to Eric Dickerson running around the place, you know. Yep. Quite rightly so, you should be looking at Eric Dickerson as, you know, yeah. great ex-Ram player. He might even start ahead of... Uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. He'd probably get more yards at the moment as yeah, well. Yeah, Gurley's been poor. So, you've got the Rams coming back to LA, that's massive news. LA finally getting the team back again. And what are they being given? The Case Keenum and now Jared Goff experience, which no one's wanting to listen to. No one's paying a ticket for that show. No, no, and, and that's got- why they picked off in the first place. We've been through this a million times. Yeah, it's not going to work. All no. right, he, the best he's Brock Osweiler, which will taint him forever in your eyes. Oh dear! And so, what are they going to do now? They're going to not get the playoffs. No. And, and look who's coming into town next year, King. Yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> I've heard this. The San Diego Chargers, after flirting with uh, LA last year and then having to sulk home to the wife in San Diego <laughs> going oh sorry honey uh, I really do love you they're yeah. now looking to pick up the option aren't they that's the latest news we're hearing is that they are looking to go to San Diego yeah. uh, so, so, from San Diego to LA and uh, that's going to be even worse for the Rams because if the Chargers do rock up in town with the, the roster they've got yep. the carefree abandon the offense the electric defense no one's going to go and watch a Rams game anymore. The Rams might as well pack up and move back to St. Louis. Yeah. Or Las Vegas and beat the Raiders. That'd be so <laughs> That'd be so Raiders. Yeah. Or if they beat them there. Or come to London. Or become the London Rams. Yeah, great. We get Jeff Fisher. We, are, <laughs> we don't want Jeff Fisher. We don't want here. Jeff Fisher. Come on, we put up with the Jags every year. We don't have Jeff Fisher here. No. Eight sh- times a year. For sure we wouldn't. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. And yeah, the, so I think the Chargers thing, just to address that, uh, yeah, it does look like they're looking to pick up the option. I think Crazy. That's, that's mainly stemmed from the fact that they requested additional um, tax in San Diego to fund the stadium, yeah. which was rejected uh, by the people. They did not want to be taxed more, so no. that they could. Uh, I don't blame them. No, it's a, it's a really it's frustrating. It's a really I, dirty situation. Is it Dean Spanos? Is your? Do you know? Uh, I don't even know. What to the owner? Be. I think it's Dean Spanos. I don't or something. Know. Let us know when I'm wrong, but it's something like that, you know. Yeah, I can't stress uh, the play, not the owners, sadly. I was looking into this last year, and mm-hmm. it just seems like this guy's an absolute dirtbag who's just completely stonewalled the fan clubs and the, the supporters groups from right from the start. Yeah. He's basically held them to ransom saying, you know, we need a new stadium, you're going to pay for it, or we're going to move. I think he thought we were going to move and we'd be the team that was put forward, and obviously the Rams beat us to the punch. So I think he was almost quite arrogant around... Well, these fans mean nothing anyway. Oh, no. I'll make blase statements like "we need you to pay for it," but we're not gonna. They're not gonna. No, we don't care. We're leaving, and then all of a sudden, it's an excuse to leave. Yeah, all of a sudden the round shot off, and he was like, "Oh, actually, <laughs> uh, could you pay? F- could you pay for it?" Yeah. Oh no, you can't. Okay, no, we are. Right, still we're gonna definitely leave. gonna leave. Yeah, then. we're definitely gonna leave. Then. <laughs> but it's a shame. I'm. I kept hearing that Philip Rivers doesn't want to live in LA. Well, he's gonna have to retire eventually. Yeah, or we can trade him. I don't think he's got a car big enough to fit all his kids in to drive up the state up the uh, state line. You know, that's probably true. To be fair, bless him. Um, um, but well, yeah. we're talking about the Rams, aren't we? We're talking about Jeff Fisher. We are, yeah. Oh dear, Jeff Fisher. 
I don't think he'll be there at the end of the season. Well, I think he'll be Come there on. until the end of the season. I don't think this extension means anything. You, you've got too much hope in your heart, King. I don't think so. They'll this just guy's pay- staying around. Well, because it's a one-year team option, it's, it is actually only a one-year deal. So they'd only actually they'd only have to... I said actually loads then. Yeah. They'd only you have to did. buy... I actually did. Um, they'd only have to buy him out for that one year. They, the team option is irrelevant at this point. So I think he's going to be bought out and they are... <laughs> going to move on from this mess and try and get someone exciting you know give someone else a go who maybe has had a go before someone who's young I'm thinking Josh I know this is going yeah Josh McDaniels <laughs> I could hear Josh McDaniels is really yeah. in my ear <laughs> I would I'd go with Josh McDaniels personally yeah but you're not in charge of the Rams and no. you assume they're going to do the right thing do you think that's the right thing I think he was underrated in in, um, in Denver Denver he had nothing to quarterback who knows? The The problem is that I don't think they're going to do that. I have full faith in the Rams to make the wrong decision here. Why would you stay with Jeff Fish? I, honestly, I can't comprehend why you would well, stay with him. Well, there is no reason to stay with Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Unless, I mean, he's quite in there with the um, the coaches board, isn't he? There's some sort of, kind oh, of inner circle, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, it's the, the same with the owners. And, like, Rob Craft's really tight with the yeah, NFL. He's yeah, he's one of those ones. He's a kind of like a league rep or something. Yeah, but that shouldn't make a decision. He can still be a league rep, but one that isn't associated with the team for a few years. (laughs) Yeah, I just think that's a bit... I don't know. I just think that the whole extension thing was announced due to the the Dickerson situation, where he's been slating Fisher in the press. He's obviously, as you've touched on, is well-known within LA and is a bit of an icon and legend, and rightly so. Mm -hmm. Um, But... It, you know, was was going towards a smear campaign, and the Rams have said, "Right, enough is enough. We need to show we're backing credibility." Our guy. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to back Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Screw you, Dickerson. <laughs> yeah. you, Thanks for you all those years. Of famer. Get, get out of here. We have got Jeff Fisher here. You're upsetting the tash. Yeah, it's that one other thing before we we move on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, on Twitter, I did actually uh, spot something by the at LA Rams fan zone who posted out about 11 tweets breaking down their coaches right, in LA. Right, okay. interesting. Really fascinating uh, set of tweets there by the guys. And uh, yeah, by all means, go to at Jim and the King, and you can look at our notifications. You can see um, a little conversation we had with them. Go into them at, at LA Ram Fan Zone. And yeah, 11, 11 uh, coaches all broken down there, how they got no experience and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's Right from the ground up. That's really cool. They're looking at guys that used to coach, you know, the Browns and the Bears, and they're like, well, what do you expect, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yes. It was so an interesting Check that post. out on Twitter as well. Yes. Yes, you should. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's all right. Yeah. What? I'm sorry, I'm just going back to, I'm looking at my notes, and I. that's pr- that's literally all I wrote. Shouldn't I be surprised we should anymore, guys. It. You shouldn't be surprised by Jeff Fisher getting the contract extension. It's mad, isn't it? It is absolutely mental. Uh, yeah, so sorry, no game of the week. I just wanted to talk about someone who apparently likes fancy dress constantly. Two of the best players <laughs> in their positions being out, and one of the worst coaches. One in the of league. the worst coaches in the league, <laughs> but best mustaches. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so we've done that. So thank you for thank you for humouring me. Brilliant. Let's get have a break and then get back to regular service. Let's woo. Let's. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week 13. Yes. Unlucky for some. Yes, indeed. But 
in the first part, we didn't hear the King's Game of the Week because you didn't do one. No. So I we didn't. just talked about NFL. We do promise it at the start of every podcast. Yes, indeed. But, King, we have to do some things, otherwise everyone's going to think we've just gone crazy. Yeah, so do. are we going to do your Game of the Week? Yeah, I do the Game of the Week. Okay. All right. That's and nice. as I revealed last week, I do have a kind of system that I'd like to get through as many of the 32 teams as possible. And did a quick... Uh, read back on all of my other games and there are 11 teams yeah. that I haven't covered yet in detail wow you've actually kept a record <laughs> yeah I've got my book here I've got no idea <laughs> um, yeah there were actually two games where both the teams I haven't covered yet oh cool so the, the two games were the Patriots Rams yep and the Broncos Jags okay so I thought long and hard about which one to pick out of those two. Yeah. I ended up picking the Bills against the Raiders. Yeah, good choice. I couldn't do that to myself. <laughs> good choice. I kept trying to justify it, and I was like, I can't watch those games. No. I can't watch those games. So I picked a really good game instead. Okay. And at least I haven't talked about the Bills or the Raiders since the first half of the season. No. So it's been a while. It has been a while. Things have changed. Which is strange, because they're two of the more exciting teams in the league. Yeah. Yeah. The Bills have definitely been on a roll. Yep. Um, and the Raiders have just been like destroying Kill- teams. Killing the game, haven't they? Yeah. 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 So I thought... And that's quite interesting as well, because I think both games, I, they were the winning teams when I picked them. Okay. I think. I don't know, mate. You're the one with the pad. <laughs> Fairly sure they both won their games. Probably, because so they have both been playing well. They have been playing well. But uh, I just wanted to really look at these two teams, because obviously the Raiders are second or tied for first seed in the AFC yep and the Bills are knocking on the door as well for the playoffs yeah absolutely obviously you've got to scrape in in the AFC East yeah take what's given to you yeah absolutely (laughs) in terms of scraps from the table but uh, yeah I thought I'd look at these two teams who are doing well Uh, we did think it was going to be a ding dong before the game happened we did weren't wrong we weren't wrong it was a great game it was a very good game although the Raiders yet again don't turn up until the second half oh, they like to make things difficult don't they Crabtree especially likes dropping balls in the first half yeah there and then a, being clutch a in a second nailed on touchdown that you just went nah yeah <laughs> Not and right then nearly created an interception from it as well yeah 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 he tipped it up and it, yeah, it could have been taken it, yeah, it should have been, been probably yeah um, Buffalo are averaging 154 yards on the ground a game and it's not hard to see why, because LaShawn McCoy and Mike Gillisley are going crazy. They are going crazy. Whatever they're taking before they get on the field, you know, yeah. rabies or some sort of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice Blue Mountain State quote there. Yeah. Fad Castle. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy did 17 carries for 130 yards, and uh, Mike Gillisley did 8 carries for 49 yards and 2 touchdowns on this game. Yeah, if you had LaShawn McCoy in your fantasy t- fantasy team you'd be pleased because he had 130 yards mm-hmm. but disappointed because he kept getting you near the goal line and then Gillisley was just <laughs> popping them in stealing them stealing touchdowns. them touchdowns but yeah it wasn't only 130 yards it was it 7.6 yards a carry if I'm that was correct. the average and yeah. then his receiving Ooh. he was actually also the top receiver for the Bills oh I didn't know that 7 receptions 61 yards Jesus. he was averaging 8.7 yards what a carry what a game he had by the Rece- way yeah, it was- what a season he's had yeah well that's great but unfortunately for the Bills, that also belies a problem that they've got with receivers. Okay. Because that was their top receiver, yep. McCoy. 
Next, you've got Sammy Watkins, who only did three receptions for 38 yards. Is only his second game back, though, from a very long injury. He had a good catch as well in there. He did. He's he actually was... looked good for someone who should be quite rusty over the last two weeks. But, as you say, haven't got a lot else. And you can't rely on a rusty receiver? No. So then you... And also, Robert Woods wasn't in this game. Okay. So they had Marquise Goodwin was the next one man up. He had four receptions for 35 yards. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, however... You have two of the premier receivers in the game. Okay. Michael Crabtree I had in my top five uh, wide receivers for 2016. You did. He was in at number five. He had seven receptions in this game, guys, for 74 yards and a touchdown. Amari Cooper had just two receptions, 59 yards and a touchdown, but he had a 50-yard catch and run wiped out because the right tackle wasn't lining up properly. And as someone who has Amari Cooper in my fantasy team... I was not happy with that right tackle. No. So that's not nice. Also, Michael Rivera, better give a little mini shout out to that guy at uh-huh. tight end. Um, did three receptions, 57 yards. So that's not a bad return, really, for someone who's not expected to do anything but block. Yeah, he's not... He's not Coming into the year, I think he was expected to be their number one tight end. And, and well, Wolford... Ahead of Wolford. And Wolford stepped up, yeah. And Wolford's that kind of athletic beast, isn't he, though? He is. He's a bit like Green that you guys picked up off us, actually. The Darius Green. Yeah. I would... Oh, he went off this week. He did go off this week. But <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned a stealer halfway Whee! through your putt. <laughs> oh, why did I do that? Uh, yeah, that, I'd put him in that category. Sort of, uh, yeah, maybe a Jared Cook as well. Someone who's athletic, but sometimes lacks the end product. Yeah. But they had a good receiving group there. Uh, yep. There were others ones. Seth Roberts as well were doing all right. Yeah. Um, but they've got balance. They have. So, whereas before Latavius Murray was a bit quiet earlier on in the season. Yep. This game, he had 20 carries for 82 yards and two touchdowns, King. You, you, you can't, can't argue. Ask for more than you that. can't argue with those stats, no. can you? And Jalen Richard, who Punk Raider obviously was waxing lyrical about when he was on last. Yep. He did nine carries as well, 53 yards. The only thing that's a bit weird about the Raiders' running game is they don't like hitting the edge, they just run at the middle. They're just looking for a gap between the guard and the centre, usually, and yep. take what they're given, basically. That is true. That is true. But it does help that they've got one of the best offensive lines They do have in a the very league. good... Yeah. It's also one that they haven't... They've just kind of free agency their way into this offensive line as well. There's only one player they drafted. Yep. I think that's the right guard. I should know, but I don't. <laughs> Everyone else has been picked up on free agency from other teams. Uh, but it's working. It absolutely is. Yeah, they uh, they actually earned the highest rating for an offensive line this week as as per PFF with a 91.4 rating. Yep. And that was one thing that did... St- I, even before I, I sort of saw that stat, I, uh, I was watching the game and just every time Carr dropped back, I went, yeah, he, yeah he's athletic and he's, he's mm-hmm. doing the right things in the pocket. He's slipping, he's sliding. Yep. But he... It, there is a pocket. There yeah. is absolutely room for him to manoeuvre within that allows him enough time. Mm-hmm. And he looked like he had time the whole game, actually. And that, for someone who has a hand, a, an injury... And against a very good Bills defence. And against, yeah, absolutely. Where they've got players like Jerry Hughes... Preston Smith. Preston Smith, Marcel Darius. People that can push the pocket. Yeah. To have that much time when you're injured and probably a little bit worried about it um, is is just... You, you, well, it's, it's priceless, frankly. Yeah. But for all the good things that the Raiders did, this only is kind of when you're looking at the game at the end. Yes. So with just nine minutes to go 
in the third quarter. Right. The Bills were up 24-9 in this game. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't they it? They were up and by a long way. You know, they were playing well and the Raiders weren't getting the scores on the board, apart from Seabass mm-hmm. hitting those monster field goals like it's nothing. Yeah, like he had a 47-yarder and it looked like he was doing like an onside kick. Yeah. It was... He's just phenomenal, isn't mm-hmm. he? So yeah, they they fight. They came right back into this game. I think it was like twenty nine unanswered points. So yeah, after that twenty four points, the Ra- the Bills didn't score again. And I mean, the Oakland D did switch off occasionally in this game. Okay, I've got to say the Tyrod Taylor read option touchdown was a little bit lax. They, it was a good they, fake. It was a good fake, but they completely bit on it. Yeah, and everyone. The problem is right. It's Tyrod Taylor. It's not Peyton Manning, all right? You should be watching this guy because chances are he's actually going to run it himself. Yeah. You've got to keep a man on him. You've yeah. got to. Yeah, for sure. Or at least spy him or something, yeah. Saying that then, I've now got to give a major shout out to the Oakland D. The Punk's going to be loving this segment. He is, yeah. Because not only have I just said that their offense is playing really well and clutch, more importantly, but also their that defense was great. Bruce Irvin, first up, four tackles and a sack. Perry Riley Jr., eight solo tackles. That was the highest in the team. Yep. Um, shout out to uh, Danico Autry. Or Denico? Danico. Danico. I thought I was right. Defensive end, undrafted from... He's undrafted. I won't know. Oh, Mississippi State in 2014. Sorry. I don't, I, I'm, I My don't limits do no bounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This boy's 6'5", 273 pounds. He recorded a sack and a QB hit in this game. He did really well. Nice. And, uh, yeah, is there I anyone else on that I feel team like defense? I feel like you're leading to someone. Do you think I'm maybe building up to the main course? Yeah, I feel like you are. Number 52, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Boost. He is a boost. He had another sack Sunday, which made it 10 for the season. Two tackles for a loss in this game. One pass deflection that went for an interception. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. He was everywhere and... Yeah, Tyrell Taylor knew about it. Yeah. And that O-line, we're glad to see the back of him now. Yeah. There's there's a spec... You know, you have these players that have breakout seasons and Mac was second in sacks last year. And yeah. this, this to me, is is a defining quality for what is a, a unique talent. And there's a few of them in the game from a pass-rushing perspective. When JJ Watt's fit, absolutely in that category. Yeah. You've got Von Miller in that category. You've got some young emerging players like Bosa who potentially could be in that category. You've got Houston in, in Kansas City. Yeah. These guys that are perennial 15-sack guys, and they this is the, attest, the testament to it. They are the worst-kept secrets in the NFL. You know <laughs> yeah. that that guy is coming for your quarterback. He was double-teamed most of this game yeah. as well. And it, it's very much a case of... It's very similar to what the phrase I've used about the, the New England offense stop them then do you know what I mean just stop Try do your best do whatever you can chip block them do, but yep. some players are just that elite that you cannot do anything it's just a case of he's a mismatch nightmare he is and it's just it's like right well just do what you can yeah you, you must as as a coach defensive coordinator go to that or line you know defensive line um, assistant or whatever you must just go to that guy just Offensive line, sorry, what? Yeah, offensive line coach. Yeah. yeah, you must just go. Just look, you're not. Just contain him. Yeah, do, do your you're best. never going to stop that guy. But tr- just do. Uh, we will help you where we can. But <laughs> Bring in a tight end or something else. Just do yeah. your best. Just do, do. You know what I mean? We're yeah. not going ju- to. I'm not going to slam you in the film room on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'll be happy if he has one sack 
one pass pass <laughs> deflected. Yeah. yeah, I actually this is a real big statement game for the Raiders as far as I'm concerned because yeah. they were going up against a good Bills team playing yeah. well. Yeah, and to come back is even more important. You know, to ask the Panthers about him to come back from a um, from losing the game. Yep. You know, this team didn't matter. They were at home. It was very. It would have been easy for the fans to get on them, but they didn't. Twenty-four uh, nine down in the third quarter with nine minutes to go. It's uh, you know other teams would have wilted. But How was, many points in a row was it? It was like twenty-one. Twenty-nine points, I think it was unanswered. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's twenty-nine unanswered points. Fourteen in the in the third quarter, another fifteen. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. So, I'm really, really impressed now and hopeful that the Raiders make a massive run into the AFC Championship game. You're saying hopeful? Yeah. How hopeful? I'm putting you on the well, spot. I'm sorry. You've, you've I le- think they'll do it. I think watching that game, yep. there's, not, there's no massive hole now in, in that team, as far as I could see, from that performance at least. Yep. I mean, they've got to cut out some of those drops because you might get away with it against Buffalo, you're not going to get away with it against New England. No, you're not. No matter how, you know, it's a bit like the Packers, isn't it? You know, since we had this recording, our last recording, sorry, they've won two games, despite looking terrible before going into those two games. Yeah. You can't count out these big teams. No. And so you you can't give a big team a sniff. Yeah. And and we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit more depth later, but the one thing that was noticeable this week compared to previous weeks from the Packers' perspective yep. is they were catching the ball. I know yeah. it sounds. I know it sounds like a really silly thing. Yeah. But Jordy Nelson went back to being Jordy Nelson. Had some great catches on top of defenders, and actually, that can be the difference in the NFL. You've these you all these players them. get paid a lot of money mm-hmm. because they're really good at playing football. Yeah. There are those elite guys, and they will make a difference. Khalil Mack has done that the last couple of weeks. Sacked to finish the game last week. Again, pass deflected, which led to an interception, which sort of got the ball rolling for them this week. Yep. Absolutely, those players will make those are, are game changers. But ultimately, anyone who is playing in the league is a really talented individual and gets paid a lot of money to do it. So you like need Brock absolutely. You need to then. I'm going to brush over that. You need to. Uh, you need. To, you need bite, to execute. Bite. You need to execute to win games. Yeah. Sometimes it can be that simple. Just who caught the I ball think more? It, it, you know, get those get those drops out of the way now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they've got to be they've got to be quite excited moving forwards. Yeah, as a, I, as a Raiders fan, they've got to be excited. Yeah, I think you know the talk over the last sort of five six years is, or not even that long, three four years has probably been who's gonna who's that next, who's the next Brady, who's the next Manning, who's the next elite poster boy quarterback of the NFL. Um, and I think it's always been Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson, are the mm-hmm. two that are mentioned, and Derek Carr this season is just showing that he belongs in that category and is doing his best to become the leader of that group. And I'm immensely impressed and excited for the future of that franchise because they've got some talented, talented young players. It's, you know, they they could be a frightening proposition for teams over the next couple of seasons. Yeah. They haven't been to the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl, have they, I think, or... Since they lost, since in the they Super lost Bowl. the Super Bowl in yeah. two thousand two, yeah, it's the long one of the longest droughts, isn't it? Second longest, yeah, yeah, second longest drought. So, but when they do get into the playoffs, they make it to the AFC Championship game. I think obviously it's history now, but yeah, I think there's some sort of stat on that. So, I think they've got a good chance of making it 
I'd love to see them in the Super Bowl, actually, to be, to be honest. No, but as well. Yeah. They Anyone are, but the Patriots. They really, are nothing. I, do, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as hard on the Patriots and, and that's probably. I've just seen enough of them in the, in the yeah, Super no, Bowl. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. And I, if there's one thing, you know, their Patriots are predictable. Their offense hmm. is very much a stop me, you know, offense. But the, the Raiders, you know, if they're one thing, they They've are got playmakers. They are exciting to watch, and yeah. they make things difficult for themselves. And I'm not a Raiders fan. I love nope. watching them play. Absolutely love watching them play. But I would be, you know, biting my fingernails throughout every game they play this <laughs> season if I was. Yeah. But for a neutral fan, if I want to watch a team in the Super Bowl, I would love it to be the Raiders. Yeah, I think it's just really impressive they came back so far and. and- Really convincing you won the game in the end. Yeah. Nice pick. I like that. Congratulations, Oakland. Congratulations, Punk. Yeah. Kimmy, all the others. Yeah. Yes. That one's for you. Yes. So, very good. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't going to look at the Patriots Rams. I couldn't do it. No, I don't blame <laughs> Broncos, you. Broncos, Jags. I don't Jeez blame you. Louise. Okay, so we're going to have to go through the other games then for week 12. We are. Thing, before we leave it behind completely. Yep. And also, we've probably got to touch on the... Uh, the Eagles Packers game quickly. Packers won. They did win, didn't they? Yeah, quite convincingly. What the hell's happened to the Eagles? I don't know, because Wentz is still playing all right. But they've been just losing everything. I mean, yeah. they lost to the Bengals this week. Yeah, I think they've lost the dominance 14, they had up front. 32. Yeah, they, had, they were so dominant up front the first few games, and I think that was masking a lot of holes they have in that team. That wasn't yeah. a good team at the start of the season. They had a high reasonably high draft pick before they traded anyway so it wasn't yeah yeah they weren't a great team and unfortunately they you know youthful ex- exuberance as well as um fantastic play from players like Brennan Graham and and Fletcher Cox masked a lot of the issues they had yeah oh well there you go that's the eagles for you oh, it is. right so let's have a look at the thursday night game then it was a Dallas Cowboys victory you called, called it. it called it <laughs> all right 17-15 was exactly here uh, a barnstorm wasn't Called it, it. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, yeah a bit of a weird game to be fair Prescott's still on a roll Elliot's still playing well but it was their everyone their said he had a bad game, game wasn't it? he well, started about 85 yards yeah, on a touchdown yeah. do you yeah. know what I mean come on <laughs> it was a B minus <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. no I've got a B minus yeah. oh no every running back would be happy with that most weeks yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that was it. you talked about it being a statement game for the Raiders yeah absolutely was a statement game for the Cowboys was it? I think so alright I think you're, you're, despite how badly they've been playing in recent weeks it's still one of the tougher defences it's absolutely a home field advantage for the Vikings and it was a tight game that they pulled through I think it was a statement and they made it they're just turning into trap games more than statement games I think I mean th- this team is hopefully destined to the NFC Championship game yep and so any losses now are going to be shockers because you're not expecting them to lose another game. No, but you don't want teams to find weaknesses and they're yet to show one mm-hmm. besides their defence. But we all knew their <laughs> defence was bad. Okay. The second game then is the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat the New York Giants 24-14. to Eli Manning doesn't look like he can throw the ball very far King no I had him in my fantasy team as well you did didn't you I had Ben Roethlisberger in my fantasy team <laughs> okay, yeah I? good for you how's oh, uh, by the way how's your fantasy game going King? I was, gonna, I was actually going to mention it I was going to mention it well, S- yeah. since I bragged on the podcast about it yeah. I've gone 0-3 <laughs> 
Oh. There's no Belichick talk anymore, sir. No Don Shula. No Bill Belichick. No. You're going to be Jeff Fisher before you know it. Wait. <laughs> Mate, I'm still three games up on everyone else. I am. Um, <laughs> Two. This is true. Do you know what the annoying thing was, though? Because I said Apart I would do it. losing to my no, daughter. Wait. Yeah, it's true. I keep losing. <laughs> back to back weeks, I lost to the Vallis household. Yeah. I, um, I sadly mentioned on the podcast that I thought that Jordan Howard would be run you did all over you left you were going to put him in said I was going to put him in left him on my bench the guy got 30 points and ah. meant I would have won yeah but Devonta Freeman was on the other bench so if that had been put you can't play that game because but Nicole did not absolutely did not say on a podcast that they were going to do it <laughs> that's the difference she didn't yeah, that's the right. difference so yeah okay either way the Steelers won again they played very well Brown uh, was immense and Le'Veon Bell had 35 touches on yeah, this game yeah it wasn't all they did seem to stuff him a few times but it only takes one go for him to, to get through he looks fresher than any running back in the league I know why we all know why <laughs> but that's I think actually I think you'll still make the playoffs yeah and it's not that I'm, I genuinely I think you'll make the playoffs I don't know but if you do you're going to have one of the freshest running backs that also happens Fresh. to be one of the best in the league. <laughs> Fresh to death. So that's a good, that's a good place for you to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm relatively happy. I can tell. The <laughs> squeak of the week was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs beating the Atlanta Falcons in the best way possible. King, do you want to take the the listeners through what happened at the end of the Atlanta Falcons Kansas City Chiefs game? Well, I'd like to talk about the game actually. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking been, about. This would have been my pick of the week. Um. The Chiefs have scored in more ways over the last three weeks than any other team. Yeah. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. Do you know they can that? do it all. No, I'm being serious. Did you actually? Yeah. That is that is the truth. They've now scored on a fake punt, a fake field goal, a running touchdown, a throwing touchdown, a, pit, a defensive touchdown, a punt return. Yeah. Two point conversion. Two point conversion. They've return. scored all those ways. <laughs> And this week, yeah, so this week, to end the game, so they firstly, they had an amazing fake punt, yes. where even even the commentators weren't ready for it. They went, yeah, I think it's a good idea for them to, oh my God, they fake punted. <laughs> and they got a 60, or whatever, it was 52-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. But, end of the game, Matt Ryan throws a touchdown to take them one point ahead. And yes. then they go for two. 28-27 then yeah. to the Falcons. Yeah. To make, then they go for two to try and make it a field goal game. Mm-hmm. And he throws an interception to Eric Berry, who then runs Jumps it, the route, doesn't he? Jumps, jumps the route and runs it back 99 yards for a pick <laughs> two. A pick two? Pick two, yeah. Which is going to become a thing. It's mm-hmm. just not a thing yet. Pick two, it's technically the quickest lead change ever because obviously the two point conversion was the same amount of seconds yes. as the touchdown Yeah. also the only time that someone has taken the lead with a touchdown but then lost the lead with the, the two conversion. point conversion yeah. which obviously is a new because rule this season it's, it's a new come rule, in, hasn't yeah. it yeah. before um, it you could just stop the game yeah. you intercepted that you know there wasn't a yeah a so score. that was what a game what an absolute game and also shout out to Eric Berry because the last time he was in Atlanta which is where he's from uh, he was having chemotherapy. It's the first time he's been back to Atlanta. And he gave the ball that he 
caught the touch uh, interception with and scored the touchdown to his parents who were in the stands. Nice. Who looked after him. So that was very nice to see from Eric Berry. Also, you got to shout out that defense because that happened at least five minutes before the end of the game. So that still four means four minutes thirty two seconds to touchdown was scored. Yeah. <laughs> All right, four minutes thirty two. Yeah. Which still means they still shut out the Falcons from scoring after. Yeah, that. yeah. No, they did. So no, absolutely shout the defense out. It wasn't the last second they did. Houston this. got another sack this week as well so yeah they're looking dangerous and can score from all areas yeah well you called that game as well so that's three three picks for you king perfect one you didn't know was the miami dolphins laying an egg against the baltimore ravens miami got six points do you know what's annoying annoying? i picked the ravens and then you went are you sure and i went i'm only picking them because i've picked the bills to overtake the dolphins Right. And then changed oh, my, my pick. Okay. Yeah, it's your, it's yeah, your Here we go. <laughs> so I'm annoyed with that. Uh, yeah, they absolutely laid an egg. They look rubbish. And... doesn't make any sense to me. But there it we doesn't, go. I think their secondary is really bad. Because when you look... when we, Whenever I've talked about the Dolphins making a play on defense, like an interception or something, it's Kiko Alonso typically. Which, he's a linebacker. He just happens to be... You know, has great ball skills for a linebacker. Yeah, but their secondary is not really not great. Really not great. <laughs> well, it showed up, didn't it, on that game? Oh, it did. Thirty-eight points it for did, the Ravens because Flacco's been one of the more underwhelming quarterbacks this year. So they, um, yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, they weren't great. But that defense is good for the Rams. Uh, Rams, Ravens. Sorry, Ravens. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, that defense is better than the start of the season, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. They're definitely gelling. They are. They, you know, they've got some good players. Yeah. You just don't yeah. like him because you're a Steelers fan. Guess what? <laughs> I can't get involved. It's I don't such like a him. Boring they are, offense. They are just boring, but yeah. they they it's the vanilla vanilla version of my team, and that's why I don't like them. Well, they've got a recipe to win, and they're ahead of your team, which is why you might make the playoffs. Aren't they equal on? I think it's because it's the divisional matchup, isn't it? So we lost a game to them. You did. Season, so. That boring team. Yeah, <laughs> it's a boring team. We know why they lost as well. Hey, I'm. He's... I'm biting. I'm like, stop. <laughs> You're fishing again, King. Stop I'm fishing. It. Oh, well, here we go. Here's the chance for you to gloat because the Chicago Bears, who you haven't picked at all this season. No. Except I know that week. because I had to find the bloody logo for the video. They did beat the San Francisco 49ers 26 to 6 in a snowy Chicago. Yep. Where, for the best reason ever, um, Chip Kelly decided to bench Colin Kaepernick and stick him Blaine Gabbert again. Yeah, it was a dumb decision. They're going to start Kaepernick again this weekend. They are. Because why the hell would you put Blaine Gabbert in? No matter how badly Kaepernick's playing. And he wasn't playing that badly. It was just a bad team. It was also just horrific. No one was... There was not a completed pass until the third quarter or something yeah, stupid, wasn't it? it wasn't just the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. It was only Jordan Howard that was doing anything for either side. Yeah, Howard played very well. Um, yeah, weird game. Weird game. The weather was just shocking. And it ultimately just, you know, it came down to who had... a who had better running backs and Howard was better than Carlos Hyde so yeah that was it you say that again do we want to talk any more about the Bengals and Eagles uh, no no Wentz had a good game um, but then I know he had a couple of turnovers but he is he has the worst receiving core in the league they honestly they are shocking and the only thing I did I did notice I worse think, than the Bears yeah the only thing <laughs> I've got a suggestion for the Philadelphia Eagles. They should watch the highlights on NFL NFL's YouTube page oh, yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs-Falcons game. Right. Because Kelsey threw a ball to one of the refs, sideline refs, 
one out of grab like it was nothing. Or oh, the ref. They need to sign that ref sign up because their up. wide receiving core is a shocking. <laughs> and that's all I want to say about that game. Okay, okay. So, talking of snowy games, though. Yeah. We just talked about Chicago a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Green Bay. It don't get much colder than that. Our boy Packer Tim was up there for a 21-13 to win against the Houston Texans. He absolutely was. And I bet he oh. hated that weather. Oh, it didn't look too inviting, did it? No, it didn't. Um, but he mentioned how disappointed he was and how much he thought that Jordy Nelson had regressed. Yeah. And we can attest to a fact, the fact that Packer Tim is a huge George, Jordy Nelson fan. He is. And the guy stepped up for him that week. He obviously knew he was coming he was over. Coming. Yeah. He knew he was coming. He went, look, I can still catch it, Tim. Yeah. And he proved them absolutely right. So, yeah, good game for the Packers. Uh, when the weather's like that, Green Bay becomes a huge home field advantage because yes. people from Texas probably aren't used to that kind of weather. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. When, Although Charles James came out running in it with no top on. Do you see that in the warm-up? No, I didn't see it. He, ra- he ran out with a bobble hat on and no top. Yeah, well, it's Charles James. He's a legend. He was the person who slipped over, so Jordan Nelson get the, uh, yeah, he the did. touchdown as well. So. He absolutely did. Yeah, when, when one of the wide receivers, I think it was Randall Cobb, is doing snow angels as a touchdown celebration. Yeah. You can kind of understand how bad the weather was. Yeah. So, on to a riveting game here between the Denver Broncos, who scored 20, and the Jaguars, who scored 10. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, Anything to say on that game of any note? Here? No, not really. It was it was very much a case. It was uh, Paxton Lynch playing. Second game. Completed, se- his second completed half of his throws. Yeah, he is still a project. He's not great. 104 yards, no touchdowns, no yeah. interceptions. Yeah, but I think that's what they wanted from him. They went, we're playing against the Jags team that's lost, you know, lost the mojo they had over the last couple of years with Blake Bortles and Paxton. Can you just go in there and not turn the ball over too often because our defense is going to win the game? I think the Jags have lost that loving feeling. I think so. Mm. Yeah. Although... It was really maybe one. that's what Blake Bortles' problem is. He does close his eyes when he throws the ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, it says he's got two interceptions, but again, it was the the tip, you know. Yeah, a tip ball getting intercepted. That's not Bortles' fault. No. Oh, when will they learn? Anyway, then the next game that I didn't want to look at either was the LA Rams ten, the New England Patriots twenty six. Yeah, I think we all knew. That that was going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, you picked it. Yeah. Obviously. There was never any doubt as to what the result of this game was going to be. No. Jared Goff looked under pressure throughout the game. And he is looked like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. And Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady. And LeGarrette Average. Blunt is running the ball. <laughs> LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt was running the ball over him. So it's very much a, a simple look, victory look, for the it Patriots. Wasn't- Again, it wasn't a great game for Tom Brady. I don't know why we keep having to sugarcoat these things. I didn't... He but he did 269 yards and a touchdown. And he completed 33 or 46 passes. It's pretty good. It's not... Yeah, but... That's you know how, good. Yeah, but how far are these passes going? Oh, it doesn't matter though, does it? Stop them. And... <laughs> but yeah, Garrett Blunt was the difference. He just was running all over that Rams team. Yeah. That's it. It was a boring game. We all knew it was They're not getting happen. the seven and nine, King. They're not getting there. No. <laughs> I want them to. Why? Because I think it'd be hilarious that he's made that comment. I want them, and no, then I they want get them, there. I want them to get to six and ten or something and still have the extension on his contract. Well, then That's it's so not. Rammed. Then if he does do that, it's not seven and nine. It's then. Keep bleeping stuff, man. It's then six to two. 
<laughs> it's it's six and ten. Does that mean it's all right? Yeah, because he then went on, didn't he? Not seven and nine. We're not eight and eight. We're not yeah. nine and six. No, well, nine and seven. Even. Yeah, Jesus, my maths. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that'd be maybe six and ten's okay. Is that what that means? I, I think don't know. he wanted. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he didn't he didn't qualify going back further, did he? So yeah. Um, next one was ah, uh, yeah, the Detroit Lions did overcome the New Orleans Saints, who just didn't seem to be wanting to score any points. And just wanted to throw the ball to the to the Lions as well. 28-13, to 13, the Lions won this game in New Orleans. Yeah, Drew Brees looked... Do you know what? That was all on Drew Brees. He looked rubbish. Um, that we, know crazy, that def- we know that defence is terrible. So I, I'm not going to say it was the defence's fault. They're rubbish. Yeah. But Drew Brees had a really bad game. And Matt Stafford is just lobbing balls up to wide receivers that aren't (laughs) open and going, catch it. Yeah. I guess that's the problem when you have to rely on the offense all the time. Yeah. Is that, you know, you're not going to be able to do it all the time. Yep. I agree. And I, I, Golden Tate is, is rapidly becoming one of my favorite characters in the NFL. He's good, isn't he? He is hilarious. (laughs) He's absolutely hilarious. And he knows he's not amazing, but he can be brash because he makes really good plays. Yeah. Next one was a uh, it's a bit of a surprise really. The Arizona Cardinals woke up if only you know, if only the twitching corpse to beat the Washington Redskins 31 to 23. Pick the Redskins and I don't blame you because no. the Redskins have been consistently putting up points. Yep. But the Cards their defense seemed to wake up this game. Yeah, and also a couple of weird play um play calls. Why throw a fade to Deshaun Jackson who's 5 foot 11 being mu- guarded by Patrick Peterson. Mm. Fades hardly ever work unless you're Derek Carr. Yeah. And well, I guess they just like doing it, don't they? It's kind of it's worked for them before. It's the in well, it worked like in what the nineties, but <laughs> it's if you threw that ball, those two players, how many times out of ten do you think that Deshaun Jackson is scoring a touchdown against Patrick Peterson? Uh not many. Not many. Not many. No. Three. Strange just three I wouldn't even give it that. <laughs> But yeah, no. He's a good receiver. I yeah. think he can muscle it sometimes. Yeah, when he's running really deep. Yeah. Um, but David Johnson again. Oh, again, mate, he's amazing. I mean, to pick him up in fantasy, you'd have to be some sort of genius. Or luck out that he lasted that long. He did, yeah. Especially if you're picking last. Yeah. Just saying. What do you mean, just saying? I picked up Ezekiel Elliott, I'm and I'm me. also I picked up David Johnson. And I was last in the picks. Yeah, well, you can't brag. <laughs> you just did. Daughter's doing, your daughter's doing better than you she's not <gasps> same <laughs> same yeah <laughs> anyway right, we digress okay, then. we digress as you said that the, the San Diego Chargers lost to the Bucks 28 to 21 <laughs> they did and I you picked the, the Chargers of course I told you not to yeah. the warning signs were there after they'd uh, taken Seattle to the woodshed but you still picked the Chargers anyway yep and it was a great game it was a great game they're all, every Chargers game this season has been great. Every Bucks game. Oh. Jameis Winston's a great quarterback to watch. When he throws to Mike Evans, he is, yeah. Yeah. Which he is all the t- which is all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because he is the most targeted wide receiver in the league. Well, why wouldn't you? I I'm not disputing that. <laughs> <laughs> that philosophy is working. And Doug Martin's starting to really come back into it as well. Yeah, he is. He actually looked really, really good in that game. Um yeah, good game. Shoot out, and we lost. So that's about it. Good game for Melvin Gordon and Gordon uh, Joey Bosa, oh, Bosa as usual. Is now is an animal. I'm sorry, I say it every week, but he is. <laughs> Why did I let you say it? Why did he open no, his door? You must watch him and go. He is amazing. 
Yes. He's frighteningly good. Yeah. He's going to look great in LA. I think he had eight QB pressures on 14 rushes. Yeah. This week. <laughs> yeah, they're going to love him over there. So, <laughs> sorry, King. That's fine. <laughs> Two games left. Yeah. First one was no surprise whatsoever. The Seattle Seahawks did for the uh, Carolina Panthers 40-7. to Maron. That was uh, not a nice game for the Panthers. And blatant plagiarism from you there. Um, I love Sopranos. I'm still watching it at the moment. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, they. Well, it's what I said. They cannot play it against is. teams with pass rush. They can't. Yeah, no. That Carolina team cannot play against teams with pass rush. It, it, they are woefully bad this season. And I need to have the record they've got. Because they're. I do not understand what is going on with their team. I don't like that they don't throw to Greg Olsen when he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Their receivers are average at best. I know you like Funchess and I know you like Benjamin. But they're <laughs> oh, average. Whoa, where'd that voice come they're from? They're average. That was you. Um, what? That was my it's impression of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That was you. Okay. They, and the loss of Keekley is just massive. It's massive. He's their best player. We, we need to go... Uh, podcast without talking about Luke Keekley. we he, need to try why just, just try we're talking about the Carolina Panthers and what's wrong with them we're going to open up your narrative about him <laughs> retiring from the game again. he needs to we retire no he needs shut to retire up, shut up <laughs> Jesus Christ if he, stop if he's talking listening. about Luke Keekley retiring your narrative you just want him to I can't understand this I want one of the best players out of the game Luke if you're listening Luke don't listen come on the podcast no come on the podcast and him and I can have a discussion regarding it you're gonna what? You're actually gonna plead him to retire at Jim and the King? I'm not gonna. Would I just want to really talk about his thought process and what he thinks, and also why he thinks the Carolina Panthers aren't playing well this season. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can ask his opinion. Yeah, in like a less aggressive and demeaning way. Because yeah, maybe you won't try that. Come. Yeah, <laughs> stop beating up on the Panthers. They're yeah. enough. Right. Yeah, maybe someone throwing the towel on the Panthers the this season. Anyway. Uh, the last game was the Hail Mary prediction you made, King, that the Jets might just pull out a win against the Andrew Luck-led Colts. And it did end up 41-10. to 10. Yeah, it was that that close one. Bryce Petty getting in for the second half. And the advantage there is that you can just get to sling it, can't you? Because, yeah, well, there's, he's so far behind. Yeah, and uh, well, Andrew Luck played great. And... He is great when he's given the opportunity to stay upright, and he had... he had so much time to stay upright in this game, didn't he? <laughs> he had loads, <laughs> yeah. too much time. Oh, those Jets fans! I just, you know, what what can you say? They, I, I mean, look, a lot of them stuck around just to see Bryce Petty, but yeah, I'd, I don't know. They're they're just they're rebuilding, aren't they? Their best player is is aging before our eyes. You've got, you know. Well, all you've got a quarterback is an interception machine or a turnover machine and then a load of projects. And yeah. it's probably not an exciting time to be And you've got two expensive ex-free agents in, Forte and Marshall, that they ain't going to be around for much longer and no, you're still paying them loads of money. They're certainly in the twilight of their career. Um, I think the Decker thing was a loss at the start of the season. Because yeah. when, when they do have Decker and, and Marshall, despite neither of them being you know, the most... They're physically gifted with regards to their stature, but they're not physically gifted with regards to speed, etc. No. Um, but they bully teams normally when both of those two players are there because they are two of the larger receivers. 
uh, and you can see what having that size and and strength does when you're Mike Ev- a young version who is more athletic than both. Yeah. Um so I do think that was a big loss for them. But yeah, they they've just got too many players that aren't performing. Uh and they and the, the problem is they've got talent. Sheldon Richardson, Mohamed Wilkerson, both those players are are really good players that are, have been underwhelming this season. Leonard Williams, bless him, is trying very hard and playing quite well. Darren yeah. Lee's not made the impact I expected him to. No. No. And Darrell Revis needs a hip replacement. I don't know. He just is getting torched by anyone that fancies running against him. I think, I think this is last him. season. Surely. I think they're moving to safety. I think he'll play. But he's going to have to renegotiate that contract. Yes. All right. Well, those are the games for week 13 because the Browns and Titans are on the bye. Yep. All right. Well, let's have a break and then we'll come back for the picks for week 14. Welcome back, Pupolas, to the final part of the Week 13 Jim and the King NFL podcast. So we've been through everything else before this, King. And it's now time for the best part of the show, in my opinion. And that's the King's Picks. Oh, thanks, man. For Week 14. I'd love to find out what you're going to pick. Yeah, you've given up on your my favourite segment, so whatever. What? <laughs> Where have those Trojan, Trojan wins <laughs> gone? <laughs> They'll be back. They're like Kaiser Soze. I know. <laughs> Who are they? And they've gone. <laughs> yeah. Look, one thing that's constant is NFL picks for the next week. Absolutely. Until they're all done. Yeah. So, while they're not, I want to know the results of the first game, Thursday night. It's divisional. You know I don't look at the games. I know. That's why I'm looking forward to watching your face (laughs) when you find out that the Oakland Raiders at 10-2 are hitting the Kansas City Chiefs (gasps) 9-3. And And what are they? <laughs> you want me to say it? Yeah, I do. You've been trying to stop me from saying this for ages. Well, I think it's hilarious. The white hot, white hot cheeks for no reason. For no <laughs> reason. They're nine and three. Yeah, I mean that white hot is for no reason. Yeah, yeah. That's a Miami um, Heat thing, I think. White hot is it? Yeah, they have like a white hot night. <laughs> um, is that some sort of like racial overtones going on there? No. Why no, did you take good. it there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Good. they, they, yes, thank you. Um, oh, what a game. Who's winning that game? Raiders. Oh. Is at the Chiefs? It's at the Chiefs. Raiders. <laughs> what, so if it was at the Raiders, you bit the Chiefs? No. <laughs> I was going to pick the Raiders either way. Yeah, I bet you were. We. Okay. Yep. Reasons why? Oh, you want reasons? Well, uh, yeah, give me some reasons, I think man. the Raiders are one of the best teams in the league, and... But the Chiefs? The Chiefs are good, but they... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're really That's good. That's an understatement. Yeah, I, I just I feel like the wide receivers for the Raiders are better than the secondary players for the Chiefs. Oh, Marcus Peters. Yeah, I I, I don't think Mar- Marcus Peters is a shutdown corner. I think he's a playmaker who creates. That's a mistake they all make. I don't. No, they don't all make it. They do. They don't. He's not as good as I think people think he is. And uh? I just think they're deeper at wide receiver than the Chiefs are at cornerback. And it's one of the best offensive lines, best one of the best defensive lines. And I previously went with the offensive line of the Cowboys against, at the time, the, one of the best defences in the Ravens. And it worked for me then, so that's my theory. I wish I asked you now. Right, so next game, Sunday night. Yep. It's the 7-5 and five Pittsburgh Steelers against the now 6-6 six and six Buffalo Bills. Bills. 
It's the seven and five. <laughs> Just because you ripped me a minute ago. Bills. Oh, dude. Bills. No, I'm joking. Um, I think the Steelers will win. Now, hang on. Is this going to be one of those things where if the Bills win, you're going to say, I made you say Steelers? No. Good. I actually thought the Steelers would win. Good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just know how to hurt me. Yeah. I know your face <laughs> yeah. then was amazing. Next game, it's the Denver Broncos, who are now 8-4. and four. Yep. And they're going to the fresh-off-the-bye Tennessee Titans, who are now joint top of the AFC South at 6-6, six and six, yeah, with, with the everyone, Colts with, and the Texans. Yeah, with everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the Titans will win that game. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I You're expecting the bye week to for win, change. I picked them to win the division. You did? Yeah. And they're going to need to win some games I think, to do uh, that. think old Simeon's back this week. Uh, yeah, don't care. I think, that, I think that the Titans will win. Okay. No reason why they won't. Well, no, there is, for me, the the main reason is, again, another team predicated on pass rush in the Denver Broncos. Yes. And another team with actually one of the more underrated offensive lines. You actually called one of these players as one of the strangest picks in the draft, who's actually emerged as one of the best right tackles in the league in Jack Conklin. He has been... Don't say that. No, I'm being serious. And that's not, that isn't a dig. No one expected him to play as well as he has, but he has been phenomenal. And Taylor Lewan is playing well. And actually, I like that they're showing a bit of nastiness. He's been ejected from two games. I have no problem with him getting ejected from those games because both times he was protecting other players. Mm -hmm. And they're running the ball all over teams. So I think that, again, I'm going to go with the offensive line. Okay. So here's another divisional game. Yep. And it's the 6-5-1 Redskins against the now 5-7 Philadelphia Eagles. Redskins at Eagles. Redskins. Yeah. Yeah, I think they that burned you last week. They did, but they they it. The problem with the Cardinals this season is they still, despite all the woes they've had, have one of the best teams mm. on paper, and they do have the ability to put points on the board. And it, it's their defense has been reasonably good for the season. Whereas the Eagles, the Eagles are were masked by the things we talked about earlier so mm-hmm. I just think that I'm more comfortable with the Redskins at the moment okay talking to the Cardinals they're off to see the Dolphins it's a good game yeah I'm going to go with the Cardinals this week actually I think they'll get it roll. they're going to yeah. start a little run yeah I think it's too late for them but I think that uh, yeah I think they'll they'll win this game okay then you've got the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. I'll say it for as long as I can. They're 5-7. and seven. They're going to Carolina to face the Panthers. Chargers. Yeah. yeah okay. Surprised you picked that one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the Carolina Panthers are I am not surprised rubbish. at all. <laughs> They're rubbish. And we are, if not anything else, entertaining. Yeah. Even in defeat. Yeah. I mean that. We were the most entertaining team after three weeks, Mm. and we lost all of those games. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the Browns are off their bye, and they're at home to the Bengals. And the Browns are going to win. Oh, what? Yep. Browns are going to win. Now, you know what happened last week? You picked the Jets, and they, they let you down badly. 
And you picked the Browns once before this season, and of course they let you down. Yeah. So you reckon they're going to beat the Bengals? Yeah. Bengals put up over 30 points last week, King. Do not care. No? So, okay. I better ask you then why the Browns are going to win this game. I, I've got no reason. <laughs> I've got no reason. Yeah? Except I have a hunch that they're going to win. It didn't make no sense. I've got a hunch they'll beat them. you got a hunch. I've got a hunch. All right, Quasimodo. <laughs> we'll find out what's going on there then. Okay, so the, another divisional, the Chicago Bears, now three and nine, so they've got their three wins, like yeah. you predicted. They're going against the Lions. Division winner? Uh, Lions. Yeah. Okay. I haven't picked them as much as I should well, have I can't argue season. on that one. I mean, that's clearly the right choice. Yeah. I think it'd be closer than people think. But I think the Lions will scrape through. They're okay. a bit like the Raiders. They've got the ability to come back. They like to make things difficult for themselves. Another divisional game. This time, AFC South. Okay. Texans going to Colts. Oh, good game. Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for you to say it. Colts. Yeah, okay. Who would you rather have, Andrew Luck or Brock Osweiler? Oh, Brock Osweiler. In what? Sport. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about football. No, just to see your face when I said it. <laughs> uh, so, the now 6-6 six and six Vikings, just like the Texans and Colts, they're off to the 2-10 and 10 Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, tough game. Uh, Vikings. Yeah. I. This is actually, that's probably the toughest one to pick so far. Yeah? Yeah, for me. Tougher than Raiders Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Raiders. Okay. As soon as you said, it, I thought the Raiders would win. All right. I like how, I Vikings. like how confidently I make these picks. And actually, <laughs> yeah. one, I don't even know what the games are, yeah. and two, half of them, I'm just like gut. Yeah. Gut tells me this is the the result. It is another. Oh no, we were talking about a wooden spoon game last week. We got another one here. Yep. It's the New York Jets against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't even want to pick that game. That's how highly I think of it. Jets, again. <laughs> okay. Right. Jets. Jets. All I right. can't pick the Niners. <laughs> they are so bad. <laughs> At least the Jets have won a couple of games. Well, the Fortnite's have won one game. Exactly. They haven't won a couple of games. No, they haven't. You're right. <laughs> so not can't picking... argue with that. No. <laughs> that logic is amazing. <sighs> okay. So then the New Orleans Saints, yep, again divisional. They're off to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks. 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 Yeah. No, I mate. I, again, yeah. I don't know. That's the hardest one to pick <laughs> until the next game. Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Okay, so you've got the LA Rams four and eight. They're hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Seven and five, still hoping to get out of that division. The Rams against the Falcons? Yeah. Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. I want to say Rams just because I want them to get to seven and nine. I don't know why you want them to get them there. Because I think it would be hilarious after that speech. No, How... it's better if they don't get to seven no. and nine. They don't reach it. No, <laughs> it's not better. It's better <laughs> if they get exactly where he said they should... they're not going to get to. <laughs> Delivering. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are on the road to the Green Bay Packers. 
Seahawks. <laughs> okay. Do you agree or not? Well, I can't cut out the Packers anymore. Not after the last two weeks. No, you can't. But it's the Seahawks. It's just that kind of blase, you just Seahawks. It's because I keep picking them. Yeah, except when they play the Patriots. Yeah, and they won. Exactly. <laughs> then when yeah. they, they lost the and they lost time. to the Bucks. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Do you know what? I again, it's a team that's masked by one player's performances, and I don't think the Packers are that good as a team. Well, six and six, same as the Colts. Yeah, but the Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. And they're two teams with two of the better quarterbacks in the league, but not a lot else. And the Texans. Texans, Texans <laughs> have a good defense. Crowbar this uh, narrative in there. Texans have a good defense. Okay, it's yeah, and a poor division. All right, you've done Seahawks. That's fine. So the Sunday night game is the Dallas Cowboys, eleven and one, on the road, divisional to the New York Giants. Yeah, uh, Giants. You think I'm joking? Giants to beat them? You're kidding me. You're not putting the star up? No, Giants. Because because they got one of the best um, pass defenses, uh, rush defenses. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and they got some playmakers that I think will line up quite nicely. I think if anyone can cover Jason Witten at tight end, it's it's Landon Collins who's having a breakout season, and Janaris Jenkins. They are they're three four deep at cornerback. Eli Apple had a fantastic game last he did. week. Yeah, still lost. He stepped up. Janaris Jenkins has been hugely underrated. Their pass rush is one of the scariest in the league now, even with a sort of diminished Pierre Paul. Yeah. I mean diminished by the fact he's <laughs> actually diminished rather than yeah. his yeah. play has. Okay. Um, And I think, it, I think they're going to lose. I think the Cowboys are going to lose. But aren't the Cowboys a better version of the Steelers this season? They're a better. They've got a superstar running back. They've got great wide receivers they've got a really good quarterback not as good as Roethlisberger but they've got a better offensive line and Le'Veon Bell managed to run all over the, the Giants last week and they got the win Eli Manning hasn't looked good the last few weeks he can't throw deep balls no no he can't but I I just I can't believe I'm trying to fight for you to pick the Cowboys on this game no I'm picking the Giants alright sticking with it Monday night. They're oh. going to smash him as well now, aren't they? <laughs> Cowboys are going to destroy him. I don't care. I'm picking the, picking the giant. Monday night football. Yeah. That's my two favourite teams. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Patriots. Yeah? Yeah, Patriots. I'm not even going to talk about that game. Soon that one's over, the better. Patriots. Yeah. I want to put the Ravens just to annoy you because they're going to keep, who keep wins you out of the playoffs. You do care. You should care. I don't know. You I don't. need the Ravens to start losing games. That's if you ultimately care about who wins the Super Bowl. If I don't think I'm going to win the Super Bowl, then I don't really care about getting to playoffs. Wow. Okay, you've become me. <laughs> you've become me. I've been around you for too long. <laughs> this is bad. There's me going, can we please stop going like nine and seven and just lose a load of games? Yeah. You're going to get like that soon. I'm not. When Roethlisberger gets old. When Roethlisberger no. gets older, you're going to be like, Oh, Steelers, please. Top 10 pick. <laughs> I won't, I promise. Okay. promise. Anyway, thanks very much, King, for those picks. You're um, welcome. That's the end of the podcast for this week. Yep. Let us know if you agree, especially with that Giants-Cowboys. I think that's going to cause <laughs> controversy. Yeah. 
and that or Jets 49ers pick. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Keep picking the Jets. See I how do. that does for you. I do. Um, yeah, so thanks very much, guys, for listening. Uh, remember to hit us up on Twitter, at Jim and the King. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast and you're just listening to it by streaming it, then, geez, just just subscribe, yeah. man. Well, thank you first. And yeah, then thanks, subscribe. but come on, yeah. subscribe. Yeah, for sure. We need those subscribers. For sure, subscribe, yeah. Yeah, also check out our YouTube vids. So yep. go to jimandtheking.com. You can find the videos linked up there or just in YouTube. Just type in the King's Picks and you should find us. Um, yeah, we realise that our other prediction videos out there, <laughs> you have a choice, but uh, we like to think you choose us. Yeah, and they're rubbish, so pick ours. Good point. Um, right, well, so that's it, King. So until next week, I've been Jim. That's been the King, and thanks so much, guys, for listening. Yeah.